Saca puta. Hello and welcome to the Point Blank series of IndyCast. My name is Abhishek and today I have with me Professor Kanu H. Doshi. For the ones who haven't heard him before on our podcast, he is a senior practicing chartered accountant and a director on the boards of many companies like Reliance Capital Asset Management Limited and Edelweiss Capital Asset Management Limited. He's co-authored books like Tax Holidays, Financial Accounting and Special Economic Zones. He's the Dean Finance at Bellinger Institute of Management and his friends call him Kanubhai and he's got a tremendous sense of humor and you'll know that if you've heard him before on Union Budget 2008. And today we are here with him to talk about the 2011 Union Budget and his views on it. Professor Doshi, it's great, great to have you here. Same here, Abhishek, to have once again established a rapport with you and uh, it's always a pleasure to talk to you and through you to all your wonderful listeners. Thank you so much, sir. I remember last time around in 2008 and I think we missed out on two budgets in the interim, but you had uh, mentioned that you gave Mr. Chidambaram 6 out of 10 back then and you had your own reasons. Now, this year's budget, the market sentiment is that it's a very bland or boring budget. How much would you give and what are your views out of 10? I would give him 5 on 10. This budget is a ideal accountant's budget. Uh, because if you must have read in the highlights, he says, I have given away 11,500 crores by way of tax relief mm-hmm. and I have collected by way of indirect tax 11,300 crores, leaving a gap of 200 crores, which as an accountant, I would call it a error in trial balance and my balance sheet tallies. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so this is how I would look at it. But when you go through the fine print, Mm -hmm. you notice that uh, he has attempted to do several things. And uh, I believe that based on his subsequent interviews with several leading TV journalists, Mm -hmm. like Pranay Roy and Arnab Goswami and all of them, he came out by implying that I had my constraints in uh, drafting this budget because five states including West Bengal, are going for elections. And you have Mamta Didi in your cabinet, and she's going to be the chief minister of West Bengal. And uh, he did not wish to lose out on those issues. Therefore, he has held back, unlike last year, few reliefs which he could have given to corporate entities, as well as to private sector and to individuals. This budget was driven more by politics and less by economics? Yes, it is always so, boss. Always so. But question is, a good politician balances the two. And that's where the art of drafting a good budget lies. So therefore, to come back, Kerala and West Bengal, being what they are, Mm -hmm. left of the center, uh, he could not have done by way of giving reliefs, like just to tell you, elsewhere I mentioned last year's budget was a budget for Khas Admi. Mm-hmm. Khas Admi was a taxpayer. This year, in the opening remarks of his budget, he says this budget I have tried to keep Aam Admi in mind. But as you go along the whole budget speech and the fine print, I have come to the conclusion that this is neither for Khas Admi nor for Aam Admi. It is for no one. 
it is only for government what is there in it for the aam aadmi if there is anything if he claims that i have done something for him yes. so let's say i am the aam aadmi and i am okay. yeah. i work from 9 o'clock to indefinite yeah. in the evening and yeah. there are millions like me yeah. so what is there in it for me when it comes to taxation one your basic exemption which was last year 160000 is now raised to 180000 in other words 20000 rupees is added to your basic exemption which is in 10% tax bracket which is 2000 rupees right away I'm sorry to cut you in sir but is yes. 10000 enough is that it's enough it's certainly not enough you would justify the react that mr doshi the inflation is more than 2000 yes. in other words i believe i'll be ending up spending 6000 rupees more than what i spent last year and therefore i am having a deficit of what but the good news is one this is the basic exemption take the next slab your slab right up to 5 lakhs remains at 10% but for a senior citizen earlier he was eligible to a basic exemption of 240 which is raised to now to 50 Two lakhs at fifty thousand, and he has brought in a new concept of very senior citizen, where it is eighty years and more. For them, the basic exemption is five lakhs, so where the relief is substantial. And he also joked in the budget that you know what I'm still duplicating, so it's not this is not a budget. Yeah, for him, it is. He is, I think, seventy-six or seventy-seven. Yes. Oh, no, I agree with you. But sir, here again, there is yeah. one eminent author called Swami Nathan. I am. I am Amitesh Varya. Right. Yeah. So he mentioned that uh, the ones who live up to 80 or more are generally the rich. So how much of the middle class or maybe the lower middle class would constitute an 80 plus? Uh, while that, uh, I would not join debate with Mr. Swami Nathan because he is a very eminent person. I am nowhere near him. But it's not right to say that only super rich live beyond 80. it's based on a fallacy but there is a data which happened to read in one of the papers that there are only 5000 citizens mm-hmm. who are above 80 and who have income in excess of 5 lakh rupees relief or what is forgone by way of tax is too little there you go i think you put a number to it and made it far more stark so budget is for the nation yeah. so it's ironic that you know 5000 of the whole of the billion will be benefiting or correct and there is one thing that he kept mentioning and he did that two times is that from next year on april 2012 he said we will begin with something called as a dtc or the direct tax code right one of the many acronyms that he started using <laughs> so what does that mean right? yeah direct tax code is a piece of legislation which was introduced or shall we say it was put on the website for public discussion as early as 2009 when our finance minister then was mr chidambaram now we all know that in 2010 mr chidambaram uh, was made the home minister and uh, mr mukherjee became the finance minister in upa2 so in upa2 mr mukherjee after being wisened by lot of representations and very adverse reactions some of which extremely hostile mm-hmm. particularly from the political class the reason being in the 2009 code it was provided that all employees drawing salary income mm-hmm. including government servants 
and ministers will pay tax on the perquisite value of their perquisites under the salary. Now this antagonized the bureaucracy. No end. Yes. So they were extremely upset with provisions like this. So at the first opportunity, they told the new boss that, sir, this must go. And several other things must also go. Like to give you another instance. In 2009 code, Mr. Chidambaram had indicated that the long-term capital gains on equity shares listed on a stock exchange, capital gains is zero. Is exempt. And that was very pragmatic exemption, which led to the growth of our capital market, the index, and whatever. In 2009, he said it should go away. Mr. Mukherjee restored it back in 2010 draft in the bill form. It has not yet become the law. And will this be uh, replacing the Income Tax Act of yes, 1961? very true. In fact, you might justifiably ask that what is the difference between Direct Tax Act and Direct Tax Code? Right. Yes. Is there, what is the significance of the word code? Hmm. To which my reaction is, the direct tax code seeks to do exactly what you have indicated. One, replace 1961 Income Tax Act 1961. Number two, by definition, a code has a longer longevity. Okay. To give you another instance, we have criminal procedure code, mm -hmm. hold your breath, given to us by Brit Britishers. And it's still there without much change. It's still holding forth the provisions dealing with murder and mm -hmm. rape and whatever. So all that is called criminal procedure code. Now you will say how this direct tax code is going to achieve that similar purpose. It will achieve this purpose. Today we have to wait for the finance minister to come to part B of his budget speech mm -hmm. where he says I now give my direct tax proposals. In the code mm -hmm. it is indicated that the exemptions and all that, including the tax slabs, will become permanent in the Act. Okay. So you don't need to go to Parliament and come with a budget document right. to say that no, now the basic exemption is raised from 160 to 1,80 and things like that. It's there in the code and it is permanent. So the next And changing the code will be difficult. Right. So if next year he increases the exemption, let's yes. say from 1.8 to 1.9, hypothetically. Uh, it, no, in the DTC it's 2. It's 2. Yeah. Oh, all right. And one of the reasons why he said this, that why I'm changing 160 to 180 is, mm -hmm. I want to come closer and fill up that gap. I don't want from 160 to 2. Then it will attract too much attention and I don't want to face the political anger. Right. Because he'll be closer in 2012 to general <laughs> elections. Ooh, which right. is in 14, 2014. Mm -hmm. So this is, he has explained, that with a view to bridging the gap between direct tax code amount mm -hmm. and what is obtaining today, I'm doing halfway like this. Great, so that's the direct tax code. Yes. So we will talk about that next year with you. Certainly. Among other acronyms, uh, yes. I overheard a friend of mine who works in the capital markets, he, he likes to use jargon, so he's saying that the, the government, the finance minister has brought in an AMT on LLP. <laughs> so, can you help us please? <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you have very good friends who keep you abreast of these at least acronyms. <laughs> now, AMT, the first one, stands for Alternative 
minimum tax and LLP stands for limited liability partnership. Oh. Now comes your question. What is AMT on LLP? Right. Now limited liability partnerships is a new concept in India mm -hmm. which was not there earlier. It's there in England, it's there in USA. It's a wonderful new, shall we say, form of business organization where you and I earlier either became partners or had to form a limited company. Now partnership firm under partnership law had certain disadvantages. Like for example, the liability of both the partners is unlimited. For sake of argument, if we two were to join partnership and if I were to sign a promissory note, borrow one crore of rupees and run away with that, you will have to pay the money. Why? Because I am not traceable. Under the law, you have to pay. Why? Because I borrowed it in the name of the firm. Now, with a view to meeting this, this shortcoming of this form of business organization called partnership, limited liability partnerships are obtaining in USA and UK and elsewhere, where this very problem is met. In India, two years ago, in their wisdom, government made this new form of business organization called limited liability partnerships, where your LLP comes. Right. Now comes the minimum alternative tax yes. or alternative yes. minimum tax. Right. Now you have heard MAT, have you? MAT. Yeah, it's on companies. Zero tax companies uh -huh. were stopped from being zero tax and were made to pay minimum alternative tax. Now, in America, there is a tax of this nature which is known as alternative minimum tax. Uh -huh. When Mr. Chidambaram introduced in India, he felt slightly shy of adopting that same <laughs> nomenclature. So he called it minimum alternative tax, playing around with the word. Yes. Now comes Mr. Mukherjee, who he was told that, sir, lot of private companies are converting themselves into LLP to save your minimum alternative tax. And to give you one instance, Mr. Mukesh Ambani mm -hmm. has about, say for sake of argument, 90 closely held private companies. 50% of them he converted into LLP to save this minimum alternative tax payable by companies only, but not by LLP then. They are not liable to pay dividend distribution tax, DDT once again for you, mm -hmm. and, <laughs> and surcharge payable only by companies. So you ended up saving three impositions. One is surcharge on corporates, dividend distribution tax when you distribute dividend to your shareholders, and three, minimum alternative okay. tax called MAT. Moment you convert yourself into an LLP, you save all the three because mm -hmm. they provided the taxation structure for LLP identical to normal partnerships. Normal partnerships do not pay these three. Because Mr. Rambani did it and press gave a big publicity to it, right. here is a budget which seeks to plug the loophole mm -hmm. by bringing in alternative minimum tax even on LLP, 
all LLPs will have to pay this tax. So, Karu Bhai, yeah. so if you and I have to start a partnership firm in LLP, we will still have to unfortunately bear the AMT this, this year because Ambani made it popular by, by doing otherwise the last year. I would not say that uh, AMT comes into play only in a rarest of the rare situations where mm-hmm. you have book profit in the LLP but your taxable income is a zero. Why? Mm-hmm. Because you are entitled to depreciation. Very generous one is that. Therefore, you may have a situation where mm-hmm. your taxable income is say 10,000 mm-hmm. but your book profit is say 10 lakhs. I'm just giving an absurd proposition. Sure. Now government says, by virtue of this amendment, that no, Abhishek, your partnership needs to pay 18.5% tax on that book profit of 10 lakhs. Added to it is, as and when you start making taxable profit, the amount that excess you have paid, we will give you credit for. So all that it means is accelerated tax payment, period. So MNT as well as AMT mm. is not going to be terribly crushing to discourage us from entering into partnership. So by all means, do consider favorably becoming my partner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Any day of the week and twice on Sunday. Done. Talking about taxes now, uh, excise duty, it's a duty, not a tax. They, this year, they chose not to tinker around with the percentages. Excise duty basically is a duty that is payable once the goods move out of the factory. True. So 10% on that. True. So they haven't touched. So in a way they are wanting that the auto industry, the consumer durables, wanting to encourage sales from those industries. Yes. You are right on spot. In as much as the normal rate of excise is 12%, Abhishek, uh-huh. as a measure of stimulus when the global economy went for a spin and we in India were not immune from that, the government in its wisdom thought it fit to bring a stimulus package. The most important features of that package was reduction of excise duty normally from 12 to 10. It was feared this time Mm -hmm. that the finance minister, after being happy with the tax collections, buoyant on indirect tax as well as direct tax, will believe that now the economy is hunky-dory. Why do I need to continue that stimulus? Therefore, the entire industry fell. It will come back to 12%. That has not happened. Stock market players Mm -hmm. had short-sold, fearing that if the duty comes up, the market will crash. At that time, they will make a fortune. It did happen. So they all came to... cover their short positions and square it off. That's why the market went up on that day. Mm-hmm. Next day it went up for something else. Libya came under control. Mm-hmm. Oil prices which were, if Libya had continued to burn, right. the oil prices could have gone from 106 to say 116. You never know. Mm-hmm. And that was the reason why market was little uncomfortable. Because the oil price is over which you and I have no control, nor Mr. Mukherjee. That is why, and this suddenly has come under control. Mm-hmm. The prices came down, forget it, going up mm-hmm. from 106, they came down to 93, 94, 96. Right. Therefore, market felt that no, everything else is wonderful. Mm-hmm. 
banking industry will benefit from this budget, etc. So this is why, coming back to your excise duty question, this is the background. And you spoke uh, about the, the banking, how it will benefit. Well, yes. I also read that uh, uh, home loans yes. up to 15 lakh or 15 lakh rupees, Correct. there will be what they call, and I quote, interest rate subvention of 1%. True. Does that mean that up to 15 lakhs, I can borrow at 1% less than what the market has to True. offer to me? Which is called a subsidy coming from Service Reserve Bank to that bank. Right. But start itself, you will be given... If the normal rate is say 12%, you'll be given a loan at 11%, yeah. subvention of 1%. So effective discount of 1%. Yeah. But, but mm-hmm. let me caution you. We are both in Bombay. Banish the thought that you will get this loan or, or this subvention. The reason is mm-hmm. this whole clause is worded in such a wonderful way that not only the loan amount should be 15 lakhs mm-hmm. or less, but the house that you have put your eyes on must not cost you more than 25 lakhs. In oh. other words, it will benefit tier 2, tier 3 cities only. Right, right. That's our idea. Yeah. Whereas I thought that maybe I can take a loan of 30 lakhs Correct. for a house of 50 lakhs. Right. And probably like we have the tax exemption. Right. Similarly, the first 15 will be exempt from... Uh, no, we will enjoy a con- uh, 1% Concession, discount. yes. Yeah. That, that's right, 1% discount. Yeah. That's not the case. No, that's not our place. Oh. But then, one way, the government has got its biggest challenge is everyone's talking about inflation, food inflation, which was in 21%, 19 and 13 and all of that. So now, with government putting more money in our pockets by increasing the tax labs, second, they haven't touched the excise duty, that means companies can pass the benefit on to the consumers by not increasing the prices. So in effect, with me having more money at my disposal, I can walk into a Vijay sales and still hopefully buy that refrigerator, air conditioner and all of that. Plus, we also have the housing bit, let's say for tier 2, tier 3 cities. True. Now, doesn't it go against the concept of controlling inflation, wherein we've got more money with us and there are the same number of goods, so there is more money chasing fewer goods. Right. And would, will this not, in fact, peak inflation rather than the other way around? Yeah. I would uh, address your question very well thought out uh, in two ways. One, the consumer purchases that you mentioned, yeah. Vijay Sales Corporation and uh, Sony Money and or Pentaloon, uh, yeah. Phoenix Mills and whatever. Now they, in my view, do not add to the inflationary pressure as much as is feared or mentioned. The reason is, if anything, they facilitate growth. They facilitate Mm -hmm. growth because at any point of time, if you see and visit any store or shop like this, they will never ever tell you that was this TV short supply may have. We'll give you delivery after two months. In other words, there is huge supply. So the question of your purchase leading to inflation is misplaced. That's first part. Second part, about the housing loan. Housing loan also, if anything, is adding growth Mm -hmm. and adding multiplier effect to the housing industry Mm -hmm. that more houses will be built, more cement will be used, more steel will be used, more workers will be employed at these sites, And in other words, what you call a growth momentum. Mm -hmm. And therefore, 
to some extent, this budget will facilitate that kind of growth and with minimum effect on inflation. And don't forget, boss, that inflation, which is very rightly being mentioned as a serious concern, mm -hmm. is not linked to TV or in, or your your refrigerator. Mm -hmm. It is linked with onions, potatoes, yes. to food items, wheat and rice and that. So where is that part wheat and rice coming uh, in your calculation? Doesn't mm -hmm. except your food bill is going up because somebody misbehaves somewhere else doesn't store the wheat properly mm -hmm. or there is some vested interest we will not mention it but it's too well known mm -hmm. that the middlemen have made the most of this food crisis and uh, the finance minister also said that in the middle of the next year we might introduce food security bill yes. wherein I think wheat and rice will be sold at 2 rupees and 3 rupees Very for the ones who are below the poverty line correct so these are measures that they have identified Yes. Now, it's a political problem about which they are not able to say publicly, but they have attempted to tackle it. Great. You mentioned growth three times in the last two and a half minutes. Yes. So then, the, the thrust on infrastructure yes. this year, $2,140 billion yes. have been spent on infrastructure development, like will be spent on road transport, shipping, urban infrastructure, railways and all of that. No, I'm glad. Uh, your concern about infrastructure. This budget has done wonderful things. That today there is a limit over foreign investment institutions investing in infrastructure bonds of our country. This budget says mm -hmm. we will welcome such investment and we are widening the scope five times the present limit. Like say it is today five billion, it is made 25 billion. Right. So much money. So government rightly believes that there is a limit beyond which government has resources to put in money in infrastructure projects. Mm -hmm. Therefore, the money is with the West. So there was this cap of 5 billion. Yes. Two things have happened. Government says our experience with private sector joining public sector in implementing infrastructure projects has been very good. Mm -hmm. For reasons, I don't have to say why, because of various good reasons, efficiency, result-oriented approach, things like this. Imagine LNT were to join hands with National Highway Authority of India. You can assume that the project will go well. LNT will ensure it. So that's Roman one. Private sector participation in the infrastructure. Two, FII money coming in infrastructure special vehicle will be created where this money can come in from where it will go only for infrastructure because the west is too willing to invest in india's infrastructure needs provided the returns are good and we are offering excellent returns so returns is never a problem right. we have put a cap that we don't want more than that why because we fear that they will take over us or whatever. Mm -hmm. This budget has raised five times that limit. So, mm -hmm. Abhishek, lot of money from abroad will come in this Spain and private sector. Right. So the two together mm -hmm. will lead to a real multiplier effect on our infrastructure development. Let's hope so. Let's hope so. <laughs> yeah. And uh, also the last final question is you spoke about foreign 
companies or countries investing in India through yeah. these infrastructure bonds. Correct. Similarly, the finance minister has said that we will also allow foreign investors and give them access to Indian mutual funds and this has never happened before. What does that mean to a retail investor in India who would still continue investing in mutual funds? One, they will invest only in equity schemes right. and not debt schemes. So what does that mean to the consumer, to a retail investor in India? It means a lot. Retail investor will see that in his fund where he has invested and he has invested in a scheme which is equity scheme and which scheme in turn has invested in equity shares with more inflow coming in the fund manager will again enter capital market to buy more Indian equity right. with the result the Indian equity capital market will go up mm-hmm. and so will the NAV of that very fund will go up so I am also benefited John mm-hmm. Smith is also benefited in fact I am benefited because John Smith has come in and we both now have come together to buy Infosys and when we buy Infosys, the Infosys price will go up. So it's a win-win situation for everyone. That's one of the reasons why market is up. Because a good stock market thinks not tomorrow, but day after tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks a lot, Professor Joshi, for your time. On that note, I think it's time to wrap up. And for all you listeners out there, please do log on to theindicast.com and, and shoot whatever questions you have. And I think you will respond to comments. 100%. Great. Never, I have enjoyed as much as you have enjoyed and perhaps as much as the listeners will enjoy. Thank you so much. That's about it from this episode. Hope to listen to you through your comments. Bye-bye.